Welcome to the Wealth with Purpose podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth with Purpose, we are looking at the retirement series. Today, Alex, we'll be talking about superannuation. Yes, good old superannuation. (laughs) Uh, More exciting than watching the paint dry, but... (laughs) But but not much, is that what you're saying? Well, no, it serves a very important purpose. uh, One of those things, very necessary for Mm. all of us. And so worth uh, certainly worth talking about. Yeah, that's right. But is it the best way to prepare for retirement? Uh, so, look, the short answer to that is it might well be. Um, what I always say to people when it comes to super mm-hmm. is to think of it as a tax structure, okay. not as an investment. See, most people, when uh, they think of their super, they think it's money invested. Often they think it's money invested in the stock market. Mm. But really, it is a tax structure for holding your investments. Okay. In other words, you can invest in your own name, you can invest in a company, a trust, you can invest in lots of different ways, but it is a tax structure. And what that means is it is a very attractive place to put your money in order to accumulate for retirement mm. because it's a low tax environment. So, for example, during your working life, you're in what we call the accumulation phase and it's taxed at the maximum of 15%. And when you're uh, retired, you go into what we call the pension phase and it's actually zero tax. Mm. And a lot of people don't realise that. And, of course, you know, we often joke about, you know, the Cayman Islands being a tax haven. Mm. But I, I like to joke that your super fund is the ultimate tax haven in Australia because, quite literally, uh, once you retire, it's pretty much a tax-free vehicle. You won't pay tax on the earnings and you won't pay tax on the income that you're withdrawing as a pension. So it is certainly a very attractive way uh, to prepare for retirement. Um, although in saying that, I would say to people, you don't have all your money inside superannuation. There's mm. value in having money outside for all sorts of reasons. Uh, but nonetheless, it is a very attractive way to build your capital uh, in order to prepare for retirement. Yeah, diversity, it's uh, key in these things. Alex, how do you choose the right super fund? It's an important question, and uh, I'll answer it by explaining the main types of funds. Uh, There are a couple of different types. The three major ones are industry funds, and that's the one that you you see a lot of advertising. Mm -hmm, That's right, the hand hand signal that they give for industry funds. Exactly, Mm -hmm. and uh, I call them cheap and cheerful, you know, they're... Low cost, um, often very adequate for a large number of people. Mm -hmm. They've got limited investment options. Uh, They're nice and simple. And it's a very good solution for many people. The second area is the retail funds. And this is a very big space. It's really just all the financial institutions, you know, all the big companies, the AMPs of the world, the BTs, all all those businesses who have their own super funds Mm -hmm. that you can use. And they, I describe them as sort of uh, anywhere from being the old Holden Commodore through to the Mercedes Benz. There's a huge variation, both in terms of cost and in terms of investment options. So for example, some retail products these days offer more than a thousand different investments, which you'd never get in an industry fund. Mm. So it may well be appropriate 
appropriate for those who want more choice. And then the last category that is uh, certainly has been very popular over the last 15 years is what we call a self-managed super fund. And the attraction of them is you can do a few things that you can't do in other funds. So for example, you can buy physical real estate. You can go and buy an actual investment property. For business owners, they could actually go and buy their business premises and ah. essentially their business pays rent to their super fund to use the asset. Uh, and so I say self-managed super funds are a very good option for people who want to own tangible assets and often for people who are self-employed who can take advantage of certain strategies that would make them worthwhile. They're not for everyone though and don't buy into this thing that they're self-managed and therefore that's a strength. A lot of people aren't that great with money anyway, so mm. they shouldn't necessarily be managing their super. But nonetheless, it is a very good option for those from whom uh, it's appropriate. Okay. Now, does a self-managed fund actually have to be self-managed? I know that sounds really unusual question. That's a great question. Yeah. Is, so you well, could have someone manage a self-managed fund? Is that what possible? 100%. So I've got clients of mine, because I'm obviously a financial advisor, mm. who are in fact using self-managed super funds, but they're relying on me uh, to give them the advice. Yeah. And, and so by all means, uh, you should uh, consider getting advice, obviously, because there's value in that and people will be able to you know, help guide you and uh, avoid making mistakes. And so Certainly with a self-managed super fund, you're going to have to have an accountant because all mm. self-managed super funds have to be audited every year by an accountant. So there would certainly, if you don't have a financial advisor, you're certainly going to have an accountant to help you um, uh, complete the uh, compliance and administration requirements uh, yeah. that exist for self-managed super funds. Good one. Good bit of information there. Alex, what is the most common superannuation strategy? Well, probably the most common one that most uh, listeners have probably heard the terminology is what is called salary sacrifice. And what that is, as the name suggests, is you are giving up, you're sacrificing a certain amount of your income and putting that into superannuation instead. So for example, your employer is legally obliged to pay um, 10.5% of your income into super. But then on top of that, you can salary sacrifice as well and give up some of your income and put that into super as well. And that can be a great way to A, reduce your income tax and B, to actually build up your super fund in a tax effective way. So it's, uh, it's certainly the most common one, has lots of benefits. The only real downside for people is that uh, you can't access the money that you put into super mm. until you reach uh, what they call preservation age, which for most people is age 60. Or when we fully retire, or sorry, you hit the magic age of 65 when you have full access to your superannuation fund at that point. So the, the main issue is it's great tax effective strategy to build wealth, but you are locking the money away until uh, you uh, pretty much uh, cease work. That's right. Alex, if our listeners want to get in touch with you and get their money matters sorted, how can they do that? Yep, uh, drop by wealthwithpurpose.com and uh, that's where there's lots of resources to help you get started and uh, to learn more about finances and obviously uh, with the biblical wisdom uh, that we like to share and uh, the practical outworking of that. Fantastic. Thanks for your time today. My pleasure, Ross. Great to be with you. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth with Purpose podcast. For more great biblical wisdom and free resources, please visit www.wealthwithpurpose.com.